So here we go. Living on Purpose from Mediocrity to Maturity, Part 10. This is our final part in the study, 10 part. We've been together for 10 consecutive, 10 consecutive Mondays, wow. including a couple I, Mondays from California. I, I ditched last week, though. You did ditch, but we we, yeah, we, still we, we we pulled it off. We pulled it off. All right, so let me give you a review of what the last nine weeks has looked like. First of all, we've talked about the fact that maturity isn't optional. Mm-hmm. Maturing in Christ, that's not just for people who are going to be in the ministry or be professional mm-hmm. pastors, preachers, teachers. No, no, no. As a follower of Jesus, maturity isn't optional. It's not negotiable. It has to happen. We have to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ as individuals. And if we're going to do that, the scripture says, and we'll see it again this morning, we have to be diligent. We got to be diligent about getting after the things of God, pressing into the things of God. And um, um, so we, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about that this morning. But then again, just an observation we made. So our, our anchor scripture has been 2 Peter chapter 1, and this is Peter's final epistle. Mm-hmm. Not only is, is it his final epistle or letter, Peter has said here that the Lord has showed him he's getting ready for heaven. Like he says in this letter, the Lord has shown me that I must put off my tent shortly. Yeah. So Peter, the aged, Peter, the old man, knows he's about to go to heaven. He's thinking back over his life and he's he's thinking about those pivotal pivotal moments of, of what he's learned spiritually and he's passing it on. And so what we've been unpacking, he said, add to your faith. It starts with faith. You're saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Add to your faith. Be diligent, he said, to add to your faith. Virtue, moral excellence, Add to your virtue, knowledge, mm-hmm. knowledge of God's word. But again, beloved, it's experiential knowledge. It's not just head knowledge. It's, an, it's an, a knowledge where you're experiencing Jesus by being a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. Next, he says, self-control is an important part of your maturing in Christ. Next, he said, perseverance. You have to add to self-control, perseverance. Pressing on, pressing in, and pressing through because every single one of us are gonna face things in life, y'all. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. You're, you're gonna face things in life. You're just gonna have to persevere. Yeah. You, there's times you, you can't go around things. You're gonna have to go through things. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna have to persevere. He said, add to your perseverance, godliness, mm-hmm. self-explanatory, live godly lives, live a holy life. Next, he said, add to your godliness, brotherly kindness, right? That kind of fraternal, familial love, love of the brethren. And then finally, add to that kind of love, the ultimate kind of love, which is the agape love or agapeo love. And um, so those are those eight virtues that we've been talking about. Now, with those eight virtues come four promises. And we've talked about those. Last week, we talked about two of them. Today, we're going to wrap it up by finishing the last two. But the four promises that happen as we add these eight virtues into our life and as we're diligent about it, he said, you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the what? In the knowledge, the experiential knowledge 
of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So there's a guarantee here. There's a promise here from God himself. If we'll be diligent about adding these things, we will be experiential in our knowledge. Mm -hmm. You won't have to worry about ever having a real encounter with God. You add these things to your life, you will encounter God. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. So this morning, we're going to get back to the uh, the final two promises. We've mentioned them briefly in the past. We're going to unpack them this morning. Let's get back to the final two promises. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to add to your call and election, to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. There you go. So, you going to unpack a couple words before we get into the actual yeah. promise of never stumbling. But there's that phrase again. You have to be even more diligent mm-hmm. to make your calling election sure. Why does, why does Peter say that? Yeah. Because he understands from what it says in verse 9 that it's possible to become short-sighted, mm-hmm. to lose focus, to lose our vision about maturing in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's possible through the pressures of life and the temptations of the enemy and Mm -hmm. just circumstances from living in a broken world that you can lose sight Mm -hmm. of what we're really called to do and to be, that we're called to be after these eight different principles here. It's also possible, he said, to forget in verse nine why you were forgiven for your sins, right? And so it just kind of, Peter's addressing the fact that we can kind of just put it on Christian autopilot. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. It's impossible. But there is, work. but because there is that temptation and that possibility there, mm-hmm. he says in verse nine, listen, man, you can become short-sighted and you can forget the very reason for, for which you're saved. Therefore, mm-hmm. be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure, mm-hmm. because it's possible to become blind, short-sighted, and and forget while you were saved. What what is a what do you think, Sarah? A sure Christian life is make make your calling and election sure. When you think about a sure Christian yeah. life, I, well, there's a couple of things I've been thinking about, and for one, it's paying attention to the Holy Spirit working in your own heart, mm-hmm. but being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to, right? Like before the Lord. Every morning, every night, what throughout your day, being cognizant and aware of your actions, what you speak, what you do. That doesn't mean like you're like, I don't know. It's it's just walking in the spirit, I suppose. Right. It's walking in the spirit. And when so when you act inappropriately or you're having inappropriate thoughts that aren't found in Christ. Being quick to repent, yeah. being sure that at the end of the day, when you lay your head down on the pillow, that you've got this peace that passes understanding and paying attention. Yeah. Like if you lay your head on your pillow at night and you find yourself anxious, like there's something stirring in you, evaluating your day and being sure to repent or going, Lord, tomorrow I'll, I'll walk that out better. I'm going to be more aware of my words, my speak. Anyhow, that's what I think it is. Just evaluating, being, yeah, being honest with yourself. So yes and amen to all of that. 
So to make your calling and election sure, it is walking in the spirit. It is being honest with yourself. It's evaluating your life. It's what Paul says, right? Examine yourself mm-hmm. to see whether you be in the faith, be, mm-hmm. to see whether you be in the faith or not. Mm-hmm. But it it is about having that steadfast and solid mm. um, character and actions. It, it, we're saying the same thing, just different words. Yeah, okay. But you got to be diligent to give yourself. Listen, be diligent mm-hmm. to give yourself to the delights the disciplines mm-hmm. and the duties of Jesus. That's good. There you go. Mm-hmm. You want to make your your Christian life sure? Give yourself to the delights, the disciplines and the duties of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So much so. I remember hearing this so many years ago. So much so that if you were to go on trial for being a follower of Jesus, there would be overwhelming evidence mm-hmm. to convict you That's of awesome. being a follower of Jesus. That's awesome. Make your calling and election sure. Mm-hmm. Give yourself to the delights, the, the, the desires, right? The disciplines, the duties of Christ. Give yourself to those things so mm-hmm. much. Be so sure in those things mm-hmm. that there would be enough evidence in a court of law to convict you for being a follower of Jesus. Mm. All right, so now this third guarantee, finally. He said, if you do these things, If you do these eight things, he said, you're never going to stumble. Mm -hmm. But notice what he says. It's not just knowing these things. Mm -hmm. It's doing these things. Mm -hmm. It's being a doer of the word, as James said, and not just a hearer only. Mm -hmm. And when you do these things, I love this. This this might be technical for some of you, but I find great joy in this. He said, you'll never stumble. But the way that it's written, beloved, the way that it's written is this. You will not never stumble. Double negative. It's a double negative. It's not good English, but it's fantastic Greek. And it's even better spiritual language. Mm-hmm. If you'll give yourselves to these things diligently and make your calling and election sure, mm-hmm. you will not never mm-hmm. stumble. Yeah. Now, We've, we've mentioned this just kind of in passing over the last nine weeks, but it doesn't mean you'll never make a mistake because yeah. we're all going to make mistakes. The scripture says we all stumble in many things, mm-hmm. but what he's saying is you will not never stumble mm-hmm. to the point of utter failure and falling away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a trick question. Who wrote this epistle? Peter. Ask yourself a question. Did Peter ever stumble? Oh my gosh. But did Peter ever stumble to the point of total failure? Never. Again, he's writing from experience. He's looking back over his life and he's going, man, here's what I realized. I added these things into my life and even though I blew it at times, anybody ever blow it at times? Even though I blew it at times, I never failed mm-hmm. to the point of utter failure. Mm-hmm. I never stumbled to the point of completely falling and failing away from Jesus forever. Well, and Jesus making the point of diving in after Peter. Yeah. You know what I mean? After Peter had stumbled yeah. and how he had betrayed Christ, like literally meeting him. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a whole nother study in itself that. Yeah. 
he but it's the goodness of it's god it's the goodness of god yeah. yeah you haven't you haven't strayed so far peter that i'm not here and and i'm calling you to minister to i mean could you imagine jesus saying to you hey peter here or whatever your name is right yeah. hey steve hey sarah um satan has asked for you mm-hmm. that he might sift you as wheat mm-hmm. but i've prayed for you and so when you return to me Right, go and serve. Can you give these guys the exact reference in the word? Because you're the Bible answer man. Uh, so here's the problem with that. Uh, I can't do that right now because I don't have the Bible memorized like my wife thinks I does. <laughs> he but does. I can get you that. Yeah, we'll get it because it's worth reading, you guys. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus knew that Peter was going to stumble, but not to yeah. the point of utter failure. Mm-hmm. And so Peter's looking back over his life, and he's going, "Man, you know what? You do these things." You're never going mm-hmm. to fail yeah. to that level. Mm-hmm. Now, let's look at our final promise here. Second uh, Peter 1.11 says these amazing words. And of course, it's the climax. It's the final. It's, it's, the final it's the final promise. Yeah. Here you go. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. So here you go. Here's the final promise. Not just you'll be, you won't be um, um, barren or unfruitful. Um, You'll never stumble to the point of utter failure. Mm -hmm. But when your life is over, and again, this is what Peter's thinking about. Mm -hmm. His life's about to end. When your life is over, he said, you're going to be given a rich and abundant entrance Mm -hmm. into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah a rich and abundant entrance mm-hmm. when you meet Jesus. Now, I want to tell you, there's there's mystery here. There's, there's speculation here about what this actually means. And there's all different opinions from all kinds of different people. But I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to share some of these with you and then give you my view on this. This entrance into heaven, does it happen because it's abundant, like this is yeah. crazy. It's rich. It's, rich. It's, it's abundant. It's overflow. It's beyond belief. So is, is this a, an abundant entrance into heaven? Is this like what Elijah had mm-hmm. when he was carried up with the chariots of fire and, and, and entered heaven richly and abundantly mm-hmm. like that? Is it that? Um, is it Jesus himself? Listen, friends, is it Jesus himself? Meeting us like he met Stephen when Stephen was being stoned. Mm-hmm. Remember what, what, did you, what did Stephen say? I see Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. Yeah. Jesus personally mm-hmm. met Stephen. Is that what that abundant entrance looks like? Who knows what it is? Does, it, does this abundant entrance, does it refer to the rich rewards that we're going to get? First mm-hmm. Corinthians 3. Right, Every follower of Jesus gets judged not for their sin. That was handled by Jesus. But every follower of Jesus gets judged for their works mm-hmm. and then what their rewards are going to be. And the, the amount of awards or rewards that we get when we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Is that the abundant entrance? Is it Jesus meeting us? Is it chariots of fire like Elijah? I want to speak to that. My answer is yes. <laughs> I think it's yes to all of that. Yeah. Well, the the Lord has ministered to me so much concerning that because 
you know, one of our children went to heaven 13 years ago, right? 13 years and a week. Yeah. And um, so with that, um, several years ago, I was talking to the Holy Spirit, talking to the Lord, and just being honest. Because culturally, you hear most parents say, and, and it's good, and it's right, and it's fine, that I, you know, the first person I want to see is Jesus. And that's precious. But I had to be honest with Jesus. Um, he already knew my heart. And I'm just going, you know my heart already. The first one I want to see is Josiah. And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, that's because you don't miss me because I'm with you all the time. And I mean, how true is that, you guys? And how precious of the Lord, whatever, whoever, whatever needs to show up when you are entering into the kingdom that would bless you the most, God created you, that's what he's gonna greet you with. Yeah. And it's true, like I am so aware, like it, it, and I'm sure you guys are too, I'm not special. But I'm so aware, heightened awareness that Jesus is with me all the time. The Holy Spirit's in me. Like I don't, I don't miss Jesus because yeah. he's right here. But I miss Josiah David and how kind of the Lord to say, that's, that's great. And I understand why. And my feeling, Jesus' feelings aren't hurt over that. Now, another thing I want to share is this, um, in regards to entering the kingdom. Um, Many years ago, before my dad went to heaven, mm -hmm. I was in a worship service, you know, worshiping Jesus. My mind was just and only on that. And out of the blue, the Lord gave me a vision. And it was of our son, Josiah, standing with a horse, holding the reins of a horse. And the Lord spoke to me immediately that that's what was going to greet my dad when he went to heaven. Because your dad's an old because, cowboy. Because my dad is a cowboy. Yeah. And I would always say, my dad just needs to get back up on a horse. And so you can't make those things up. Yeah. But I think, hey, Jesus may have been there too. And all of the throngs of my dad's family that had gone before. But I know for certain, Josiah David was standing there holding the reins of a horse for my dad. Yeah. So whatever that might look like, you know, it's just, it's rich and it's abundant. That's and it's the point. Layers and it's layers. It's, it's more than you could even conceive right. of on this side. And, and again, our issue, and this is a whole nother thing that we've talked about extensively throughout our life and ministry, you know, your vision of what heaven is like yeah. will determine you know, kind of what you even think about that passage of scripture. Right. If you think rich and abundant is just maybe kind of squeaking in the door, when you hear about something like Elijah or Stephen yeah. or Jesus meeting you, you're just going to dismiss it because your, your idea of entering into mm -hmm. heaven is just like by the skin of your teeth and I don't deserve it and I'm a nobody and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. But when you understand the goodness and the greatness and the mm -hmm. awesomeness of God, good night, beloved. Read about heaven. Read about what goes on in heaven. Read about how alive, active, and aware people who are in heaven right now. Read what they're doing. Read what our future holds. That's why I don't like rest in peace. I mean, I, don't, I get it. I get it, y'all. I rest in peace. That sounds boring to yeah, me. Yeah, you're not really 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds nice. That's yeah. like Cracker Barrel made that I don't up. I want to hurt anybody's feelings, know. but rest in peace. Yeah, that's just to me that's uh, super sad. And I, I know culturally it's, but it's a cultural statement. Right. It's we got to get Jesus scriptural statement. and not just cultural. Okay, now I'm all excited. I've got to say some more. Okay, but okay. we're wrapping it up though. No, no, no. I've got to say a couple <laughs> more things. It's important, you guys. Okay, so First Corinthians two nine says this. But as it is written, eye is not seen, nor ear is heard, nor is entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed yes. them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes. Um, the deep things the of deep God. things of God. Okay. I want to say two things about that. We assume that that's only about heaven and it's not. It's about what God has prepared for us even while that's we are right. here. You guys, once you're born again... These things are available to us, okay? But this is what the, the Holy deep Spirit, things. The deep things of God are yeah. available to us. But this is what I want to close with right here. At the very end of the chapter, verse... Um, 16. Well, 15 and 16. Um, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So you guys, the Lord is asking that question, like who, who can judge God? Who well, guess what? As believers, we have the mind of Christ. I want to say, you know, this is our boundary. Th these are our instructions. Stay within the confines of the scripture, but the scripture are way broader than most imagine when it comes to addressing heaven and eternal things. So anyhow, read the entire chapter. So you me. and I, as followers of Jesus, have been given the mind of Christ that we might discern, yeah. not judge God, but that we might discern the things of God, mm -hmm. everything that he's prepared for us that is rich and abundant mm -hmm. and eternal and awesome yeah. and beyond our wildest imagination. Yeah. We can see what the scripture tells us, and that's true. The scripture is our safeguard, but I'm just telling you, there are gonna be things in heaven that are so unbelievable that we're gonna sing hallelujah mm. for eternity. Think about that. Heaven is going to be another facet every day of the jewel of God's grace and goodness that's going to cause us to sing hallelujah every day for eternity like we've never said it before. Mm -hmm. That's what a rich and abundant entrance into heaven is like. So, We're not afraid of death, you guys. That's We're right. We're going to discuss that in yeah. months to come. But. So we don't have to worry about only being saved and having no reward because I lived a barren and unfruitful, falling, flailing, and failing life on earth. So long as I own these things that we've been talking about mm -hmm. and I abound in them and I'm diligent about these virtues, then... I'm going to be fruitful. Mm. My life's going to have impact. And when my life is over here on earth, I'm going to have a rich and abundant mm. entrance in, into heaven. That, friends, is worth maturing for. That's what we've been called to. Live life on purpose and go from mediocrity to maturity Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Sarah, close in a quick prayer for us and let's bless the people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, thank you that your promises are yes and amen. We're asking Holy Spirit that you fill us all to be diligent, virtuous, 
peacemaking, lovely people that just emulate Christ in the world. Father, I pray courage over every single one of us and that we would just carry your virtue with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all you offer us, the mind of Christ. What, a, what an incredible gift. Here on this side, we have the mind of Christ even. So we pray your confidence and awareness over this, this week, this day, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time we do some morning devotions. And Monday, come on out next Monday, Monday guys. a night of truth. It's going to be awesome. August 29th, Bethel World Outreach Church. Yeah. And bring people with you. Invite yeah. people. Help us get the word out. Let's pack it. House. Let's pack it and see what God does. All right. God bless you guys. We'll see you soon.